0: Leanne Hughes, you are an international facilitator and podcaster. When did you start realising that you needed to use video?
1: I've actually been using video for a while, but not in the business context. So um, I remember the first video I created was in year 12, and that was just to capture our high school netball team. I wanted us to get uh, people from school coming to our games. So with a friend, we just created a video it was if you're in australia it was like the footy show a few interviews match highlights we cut it together using the old vhs and tapes and then since that during university just started creating video for sporting teams but it was only i think in 2009 i was applying for a job and my friend and i were both wanted the same job but there were going to be we knew it was going to be popular so we decided to make some videos to to get a job interview and fortunately i made version one she made version two And the uh, owner of the company ended up hiring us both because of video. So I know the power of video for opening up opportunities, but it was really sort of when I started my own facilitation business, where I really started to use it, use it more because a lot of the time when people come to workshops, there's a lot of uncertainty. They're always thinking like, who is this facilitator uh, that's coming to lead this workshop? Like, what do I need to do? What's this going to be like? Workshops have a really bad brand, like corporate training just has a terrible brand. So I started using videos just to do like a one minute intro, like, hey, welcome. This is what we, this is what to expect. Here's when you should show up. Um, And I've been doing that ever since. It's been awesome.
0: So you were saying it was 2009 you first started using video. I mean that is so far ahead of the game because even now in 2021 we are right at the start of the video adoption curve. So yeah. even back then in 2009 were you what what were you feeling when you were using video for the first time? Like were you scared of video? Uh
1: so it's kind of funny Um, During my 21st speech, my dad said that I'm a bit, he goes, Leanne's special skill is (laughs) self-promotion. So um, I actually love, cameras but I um, at, and these videos weren't going too far at that stage so the audience wasn't the world wide web it was for the job interview it was one person it was the guy that was hiring us for the, for the position for high school I knew I was very comfortable with the people that I was sharing that with so it was only sort of more recently when I'm working with strangers putting content out on LinkedIn um, or even on Instagram and social media platforms where more fear actually set in Julian and that's interesting because I have had like over a decade of experience being on camera but when you start posting things to promote your business or to, to share information, there's something that goes on in your head and you, you are opening up for judgment. And so um, back, back then, I think it was quite easy because I was probably young, naive, didn't really, um, there was no massive reach of what I was doing. But more recently, I've had to jump over, a, 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 yeah, jump over some of those hurdles and mindset things to click post um, and publish these, these videos.
0: See, that's interesting that you say yeah. that your father said you were a natural self-promoter. So yeah. are you an extrovert? And I'll just lead into that and 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 uh, give context to the listeners out there, is that you recently uh, uh, put a comment on a post of mine when I said that I'm a raging introvert, yeah. yet we both use video. So do you want to just explore that a little bit?
1: I don't think I, – when I think about extrovert, introvert, I, I'm definitely uh, – I'm, I'm both sides i love being around people but at the same time like any human i just need time to refuel and recharge when lockdown was announced in brisbane i was actually okay with that because i needed a bit of quiet and alone time to recharge but when i'm around people yeah i'm on fire i love being surrounded by people that's why i do group facilitation um with the video though i find it's a little bit different because you're not presenting in front of a live audience i've had a roadblock recently i recorded a webinar and i want to put it up on the internet but i think oh, i'd like to do this more professionally i'd like to um, get the background right and get what i was saying a bit more articulate but i just haven't been able to muster up that energy to do it whereas if i had an audience in front of me i could do it in, in the next 30 minutes but because it's just me talking to a camera i don't i don't get the energy off that so i i have to think like how can i do this again and um or just pretend that I've got an audience sitting in front of me. That's probably the hardest thing about video. Do you think that's why you're good at video? Because it's just you and a camera?
0: No, I've learned now how to Ooh. use video. This this really is a skill uh, because, you know, I, I spent most of my life hiding from from not just a camera, but, you know, I used to be behind the camera. But then early in my life, I was an army sniper. And a lot of this was it because I was antisocial in that, I mean, I was very shy, incredibly shy. And so all my life, I used to look at these people in front of the lens who I was filming, wondering what did they have? What did they know that I didn't have? So really, I started a process mm-hmm. of applying myself to, to unpicking all that and that's when I realized that it really is a skill. And most of the story that is stopping you is in your head. And if you get the basics, now, of course, if you've never done it before, you're going to jump on and you're going to stumble and stutter. And I still do that when I talk about things I don't really know about. I um and R ah and hem and whore. And I wish it was better. But now I've realized it really doesn't matter in the, in the grand scheme of things. So there are times that, that I'm, I'm on and I've, I've got it. But that is after just applying myself, you know, week after week after week. And like anything, any yes. skill, you just get a little bit better at it.
1: Uh, couldn't agree more. And if I take it sort of even to, to podcasting, I remember the first sort of few episodes were just, I, I won't even listen to them. But through that process of having to do it every week and having a deadline and committing to it, you just get better and better and better. And like you said, it's we always try to find like the shortcut or the hack, but you can't. It's just a process of of getting out there, getting stuck in and doing it. And the confidence, courage will follow afterwards. Uh, There's a a phrase I heard in an episode of This American Life called constructive delusion, which I've really sort of latched onto. that's the concept basically they're interviewing a used car salesman and they ask him or is the glass half empty or half full and he goes it's always full like it's there's no half here it's always full and they just the the journalists coined this phrase constructive delusion so it's not being delusional but it's having a sense of um ignorance can actually be quite useful ignorance is bliss in in this regard but just going look what is going to happen? And really, um, and you, as you know, Julian, we always think worst-case scenario when it comes to putting our ideas, our voice into the public forum. But if you actually even write it down, like what is the worst that can happen? It's it's not that bad. And all this stuff, particularly, you've got control over it. It's pre-recorded. It, it's not live.
0: So that, but yeah, uh, yeah con- uh, constructive delusion, was that it? Yeah. Was that what, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's interesting right, right, right. because the th- reason when you said that, that, that that doesn't work in, because that's what not like, you know, I always reckon that video mirrors the real world. Mm -hmm. And if you're ever worried, or, you know, asking yourself, should I do this on video? Should I do a thing a certain way? Ask yourself, what would you do in the real world? Because now, I literally was talking about this this morning about camera angles, you know, some, somebody was saying that, you know, no, it's okay to be like this. And I go, no, it's not okay to be like that. No. Because you wouldn't do that in the real world. You wouldn't work up you wouldn't walk up to somebody who's sitting down and walk right over the top of them. So they're looking up at you and you talk to them. It's it because humans connect and we communicate eye level, eye level to eye level. So there's a power imbalance that's going on. And it's actually a little bit disrespectful to do it even though you, you yep. haven't you know mentally processed this but the point is anything that you do uh on video just ask yourself would it work offline and so back to that constructive delusion life out there isn't all roses it you know it's not it it is a mixture of the the, the good and bad and i just think you know uh that idea that saying oh no it's okay the glass is always full is it <laughs> oh i don't know that, that it, was just was, a ramble.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, no, it was, it was quite funny because they were just like, how does this guy keep hitting sales targets? And you get just this weird view of the world, just like these rose-coloured glasses on constantly. And I think sometimes we have to kid ourselves and just in order just to get over ourselves to 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 start. And then you can open up to what the, the real feedback is. But often I think we're our worst critics and we always think, I mean, if we had to go extreme here with video, a lot of the people that I see, um, it's the glasses is, is empty when it comes to being on video. They won't, they know what they need to do. Everyone's got a great mobile phone right in front of them. Um, they ask questions about the technical technical things and yet it's like, just post it. And there's a, it'll take you five seconds and it still doesn't happen. Um, so why do, you, why do you think that happens, Julian? You'd I, see this way more than I would. No, no,
0: I'm, no you are not. I'm gonna get in with a question before you ask me a question. Based upon what you just said, just get in and do it. You've got your phone. What can happen? Let's go back about five minutes in the conversation where you said that you were, you've got a webinar ready to go, but you're not willing to post it. So what's stopping you posting that webinar? What's, what's, what's the reality there?
1: Oh, so what the reality is, it's probably the webinar was great for a live audience. But what I realized is someone jumping in any day of the week to watch the recording um, will probably require something a bit different, something a bit more condensed. Um, The live interaction isn't, isn't, so it's not fit for purpose. It's like say doing doing a live video, then putting on a podcast, you might want to repurpose the content and and that's probably what it is. But also I just, I want to challenge myself, Julian, and create something that looks great. And it's always a question of professionalism sometimes versus speed, like speed versus perfection. For this one, I think it's worth the payoff. Maybe the extra week or two it'll take me to, to get that done. Um, speed isn't so much of a problem right now. So I think it's just more fit the, the the context that video is going into.
0: Where have you found videos work and where have you found videos don't work and you shouldn't use them?
1: Hmm. Well, I think my my YouTube's probably channel is probably an example of that. Uh, all I do is I record podcast interviews that go for an hour, and I just upload that video. I don't think that works. People aren't going to watch a sixty minute interview. What I should be doing, Julian, is taking two minute snippets of conversations and posting that that solves a direct problem. Where it's working is in business. And uh, so I talked about the context of uh, warming up my audience and participants with a video, but also to get gigs. I've actually been doing video proposals now where I talk through um, like a three minute, I'll have uh, some images up and words, and I'll talk through what that means. And I'll send that to prospective clients. And it's had a really great strike rate because I can provide more context. Plus in my business, I'm selling myself, like my speaking and facilitation, uh that's what i do right so they're actually buying me they're not um, and i can provide that context in in videos that's working well uh instagram is kind of fun it's a different environment i find instagram's a lot more friendlier than linkedin Uh, there's a perception out there that linkedin is like the hardest social media platform to post on because you need to be professional yeah so um i got my sort of footing in instagram doing instagram stories one day for 30 days just did it every day for 30 days Once I was comfortable, then I graduated to LinkedIn.
0: So what what videos have you found worked and don't work on LinkedIn now we're talking about that?
1: Uh, What type of videos? Um, Really direct, short videos where you actually are talking about one specific problem or question that is relevant to what's being asked at the time. Um, As you know, Julian, like something that stops the scroll, so a pattern interrupter, so not starting with, hi, my name's Leanne Hughes, like, no one, like it's, in your, it's written in your, in your post what your name is, but it's like jumping in, hey, have you thought, and asking a question or talking about a problem, which is sort of Donald Miller's story brand framework coming to life. But yeah, just starting with a problem, um, smiling, have, uh, going outside, like actually having an interesting background that's green, blue skies, because people are viewing LinkedIn videos usually like within four walls. So that contrast seems to, to work well.
0: Yeah. Have you always been a smiler?
1: Yes. It, yeah, honestly, I have. Like my my mum said when I was a baby, people would just say, oh, wow, just keep smiling. So maybe my mum's my message to me as a kid reinforced it.
0: Yeah, because a <laughs> smile is very, very powerful. And it's something that I had to learn. And how I learned it was um, I was a professional magician uh, for, at, for a while and after doing it for a year or so, I actually watched myself on video and I got the shock of my life wow. because I was walking around this stage like Miss, Mr. Mopey, like someone had died in my family. But inside, I felt happy. I felt I was connecting. I felt I was having fun. I felt I was on. But I wasn't showing it. And it, it's made me... And it's one of the things when I work with people on video is that, look, that was fantastic and you got it technically right and you got your script right and your content was great, but you forgot to smile. And we do because we're so wrapped up in the mechanics of what is going on mm. that this almost, you know, becomes, you know, gets thrown out to the side. And so it's almost like a checklist that you have to go through. And I've learned to smile now. I can actually <laughs> feel the muscles and it's in, I'm very conscious of it. And, uh, you know, I I smile a lot on on video, way more than I ever used to.
1: It's so surprising, Julian, like there's two things that you're a raging introvert. I like that phrase, by the way, raging introvert. I like it. But also secondly, because yeah, I'm just used to seeing you smile all the time as well. So that's really encouraging for anyone is like, it's that's a growth mindset, right? Because you could have said, "Oh, I don't smile. All right, but you've now trained yourself, you've built up that skill. So it's very encouraging.
0: Yeah. And, and again, it is a skill. And I think a lot of this is that you, you, I think to be really successful in video you need a learning mindset and that 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 is a that is ahead of everything else that you need all mm. the other presentation skills the technical skills you need a desire to go well this is the new world what do i have to learn now uh, and luckily i've i've had a learning mindset my whole life but i just see so many other people being very very resistant to video when it's like literally to me it's like i'm going to stop and try to you know hold the time back yeah you know this we, we are all going to be using video uh, alongside email it's just going to be an essential business skill
1: yay great awesome and i'm, I'm excited to follow you and just keep learning from what you're doing because you i love your tools and tips that you throw out and i'm i'm keen just to if it, i think if it's got the julian seal of approval it's like okay i'll start using it too great
0: did you have a problem with mindset
1: like i said on linkedin i did because i thought it's a kind of judgy platform but that's again my own assumption of it um and so i i like usually i like i need to get better at this i want to post more and see what's actually working and use it as an experiment so something that i talk about a lot is experimenting into the future and not being not being sort of attached to any of the metrics behind it whether it gets likes or comments i think that's probably really damaging so if you base your worth your video worth on other people uh it's a terrible place to start um the win is just clicking publish and i think um we both love seth godin and he just talks about shipping it so i think um the the best thing i did was just commit to that instagram story challenge where for every day for 30 days i had to post just a video and didn't matter when sometimes at the end of the day i was like oh crap the day has gone like what will i do but i just did it and i found like the just the, the growth in terms of skill, looking at the camera using my hands, um, framing shots, just from reflecting and, and posting it and looking back at it from day one to day 30, like the growth was, was incredible. So, and what I find as well, Julie, I don't know if this is kind of funny. I had someone in my community start posting videos and she said all these people within her company were reaching out to her going, oh, wow, you're so brave that you're doing that. And she said, I don't even think they're watching the video. But the fact that she's posting a video on the platform just increases um, her status within the business and people are uh, admiring that. And as you said, it's 2021, but the amount of people posting video is super low still. So there's a massive opportunity. And that's such an important
0: point about that that person posting and other people seeing it and going, wow, yeah. I'm so inspired by what you're doing. And it just points to that, we all have this idea in our head that we're going to put something out there and somebody is going to criticize us for us. Well, the reality that I found is number one, not many people actually watch what you put out there for starters. So uh, you aren't as important as you think you are, which is a conceit that we all have to acknowledge and get over ourselves. And then when you do put things out, uh, there a lot of the times the people aren't actually focusing on your immediate message but they're looking at this this uh, either a context above or the subtext below about you having mm. that courage to do it and that's what I would love to to do. And I think this is a very important thing that people need to understand about the imposter syndrome, about who am I to say this? You know, who made me the expert? You know, I'm going to get cut down to size if I say this. That a lot of the times out there we look to gurus, you know, mm. uh, as, as being the, the influences or the voices, but quite often they are so far removed from where we are that we also need what I call people two steps ahead who are yes. just a little bit ahead of us, who are, are current with what the immediate problems and the emotions and the technology is. So you need the two steps ahead and you need the, the gurus up there. So if you're out there and you're listening and you're saying, yeah, but, but I really don't know much. I haven't done this. But you're always two steps ahead of someone. And to them, you are going to be like this golden voice that, that they need to hear. So don't deny those people.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I find sometimes I'm just interpreting messages and making it more relevant for the audience and where they're at. So uh, I, sometimes I don't call myself, I feel kind of uncomfortable with expert as well. I use phrases like lead explorer or even like content curator. It's like, hey, I've heard these five things. Maybe this one will land for you today. And like you said, I, I find it really interesting. The subtext is quite interesting because when I look at comments in some of my videos, it's all about, oh, wow, you, pr- you just, you um, you put to, you put forth this feeling of um, optimism and that's what I like about your videos which probably has nothing to do with my content but it's just about that energy that you're promoting through through video as well so the subtext is important as you know Julian with communication the words that we say are quite, um, in terms of communicating meaning actually quite low compared to everything else so that's why I've talked about background being so important even here you can see like just my favorite things are in this shot the colors the lighting's probably a bit poor. I probably need to, get to critique, critique that for me at the moment. But um, the subtext, I think, is, is interesting. And you also mentioned we shine the spotlight harder on ourselves than we do with anyone else. And if when I think about myself on LinkedIn, I'm just like scrolling, 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 wanting to find something interesting. Um, I'm not watching every video in entirety. So,
0: Do you, do you, do you know the work of Julie Masters?
1: No, oh, Julie Masters. I've heard. I've heard of her. Yes. Yeah. Inside
0: but. Influence. So um, uh, one of the things she, she talks about is the vanilla problem, uh, which is oh, this yeah. idea that when we, in our professional sense we we think no, we have to get on video and we have to present ourselves a certain way, you know, speak on script, speak on on message. Yet those same people when we go in our own time and scroll, we're looking for things that are lively and engaging uh, and imperfect. That's what we like. But but we think that when we put this on, the, the, the coat on, we <laughs> become vanilla, that that's what's what's ex- expected. And what she also talks about too is that we we are moving into the translator age. So we've moved out of the information age into this translator age. So if within your industry or your sphere, you can become what you were saying, a content creator, and you can take all the jargon from your industry and distill it down into an easy to understand and relatable form. You are very valuable if you mm-hmm. can do that. And you don't need to be an expert. You just need to be able to speak to your you, the people who want to hear about what you know and take out all the jargon. And they're going to love you for it.
1: Yeah, that's it. And I think it's, it's great that you say words like you. So one thing that I did when I was doing my videos originally, I was like, Hey everyone. I was talking to groups of people as opposed to talking to that one person. And I think it makes it easier. And, and, and when you get past vanilla, vanilla is when you, you broadcast a message to a, a group of people, um, thinking it will apply. But to make it land, you've got to actually be talking to one person and there's a real difference and even in my podcast like as i change the language I, I stop saying it and zoom calls i don't go hey everyone welcome I'm like hey how have you been i'm just trying to use like that singular versus the plural
0: so leanne if people want to catch up with you where can they do that
1: awesome yeah you can listen to my podcast uh, at firsttimefacilitator.com and check out what i'm up to i love to connect with everyone on linkedin not everyone, with you. (laughs) I'd love to connect with you on LinkedIn. Just search for my profile. And all my services are over at leannehughes.com.
0: Leanne, thank you.
1: Thanks, Julian.